0: Welcome to the podcast of Annihilation. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. To celebrate the wide launch this week of the latest Dungeons & Dragons storyline, Tomb of Annihilation, we worked with a cross-section of the community's favorite live-play D&D podcast to record special episodes using material from the adventure. We love highlighting the creativity of these amazing players and Dungeon Masters, and hopefully you'll find one or two new podcasts to adventure along with in the jungles of Chult find out more about these groups and the Tomb of Annihilation adventure, head to dnd.wizards.com poa or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv dnd. We'll be interviewing many of these creators on Dragon Talk. Welcome to the jungle. Enjoy this adventure in Chult, brought to you by You Meet in a Tavern.
1: very special edition of you meet in a tavern podcast today we're going to be doing a one shot completely separate from our main adventure based around some of the things you might find in the new adventure book by wizards of the coast tomb of annihilation we are very excited to have our normal crew here today as well as two special guests from other D shows you may have heard of let's start with a little initiative roll to see who wants to introduce himself first no mods just straight 1d20
2: Eighteen. Tug, tub gets a one per usual. <laughs>
3: uh, Seventeen.
2: I rolled a three.
1: <laughs>
3: Brian, what'd you get?
1: I got a seven. All right, let's start with uh, Jamal. Go ahead.
0: Um, so I'm just introducing myself as a human being in real yeah, yeah, life. Yeah.
1: Who, who are you? What show are you normally from? What what character do you play? All that stuff. Uh, uh, my,
0: my my name's Chris Tinsley, aka Jamal, aka. Tins Nasty, a.k.a. DJ Nasty Tins. Uh, <laughs> we are from, uh, what's the name of our podcast? You Meet in a Tavern, uh, on which I play uh, Durf Turf Toe. Is that all the things you Sweet. said?
1: Yep, that's good. Thank you. Cool. All right, uh, Brittany.
3: Hi, <laughs> my name's Brittany Quintero. Um, I am from uh, Venture Maidens Podcast, uh, on which I play an elven warlock named Arnadel Ithil. Who's, Sweet. She's very awkward. It, if you follow, she's got a very awkward romance.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right, Brian.
4: My name is Brian Oxer. I am from the You Meet in a Tavern podcast, where I play Carl with a K. With a K. With a K. All right.
5: <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all right, Will. Hi, everybody. Uh, fuck, my name is Will Jones. Uh, I'm from uh, various podcasts such as Turn Cloaks, Adventures Anonymous, I run the Encounter Roleplay Network, and uh, I'm a D&D sex icon.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: nice. Nice. I forgot to
1: ask you, Brittany, but I'll ask Will too. Will, where can we find you on uh, on Twitter, social medias? Oh, you can
5: follow me at EncounterRP, if you dare. How about you, Brittany?
3: Um, I'm trying to get better at using Twitter, but you can follow me at Visual Warlock, spelled with a Z.
1: Sweet. Okay, Tug, you're last. I mean, Kirk,
2: you're last. <laughs> uh, Kirk, Dupesnack, Tug Mugbar on You Meet in a Tavern. Uh, <laughs> starting, I think, episode 11, I discovered I wasn't a gnome, but a halfling monk. Um, <laughs> and that is the character I play on our show.
1: Well, welcome, everybody. We're really excited to get started. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read you a little intro, and then we will meet your characters. You all ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Our story begins in the busy town of Neverwinter. For the past several months, talk has sparked amongst the, amongst the various taverns and streets about the newly discovered curious island of Chult, a tropical wilderness composed of dense jungles and impassable mountains, belching volcanoes and dangerous waters, evil curses and grand treasures. Excitement in the city reaches a boiling point as rumors spread that a native from the strange land named Azaka Stormfang has come across the sea in search of brave adventurers to aid her in her quest to recover a lost family heirloom, stolen from her and hidden deep within the island. The tavern is packed tight with men and women itching for adventure. Azaka stands on the bar telling her tale. She stands six feet tall, built like a rock. Dozens of long braids of brown hair, adorned with bright golden red rings of cloth, fall down her back and sway as she moves her head from left to right. As she speaks of the dangers of the island, slowly the room begins to thin out. She speaks of gigantic monsters with razor-sharp teeth that roam the jungle. Insects that devour weary travelers from the inside. Heat and humidity that make every breath a laborious task. Strange voices that echo in the night, driving even the most durable man to insanity. More and more people leave quietly through the tavern doors with their heads hanging low, and pretty soon it's just you and her. She hops down from the bar as quickly as a cat. She says, Perfect. We leave first thing tomorrow. So you guys are left in this tavern here after Az- Azaka had said this. Um, and this is where you are pretty much meeting each other for the first time. So why don't we go same initiative order. So starting with Jamal, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your characters, who you're playing, and what their background is, and why maybe you might be on this adventure.
0: Okay. Dr. Zarg Hatchetbones, MD, um, is an, a half-orc barbarian. He's kind of a non-traditional Barbarian in that he is a doctor. Um, He has has, uh, a a sort of dark backstory that he is keeping to himself for the time being, um, which will also kind of affect game mechanics later on. Um, But basically, half-orc Barbarian from the same tribe, as uh, 2 Crunk, my friend here. And uh, I don't know. Should I say anything else?
1: No, that's good. Excellent. Okay. Um, and you're a doctor. How does a half work become a doctor? Uh,
0: by going to medical school, obviously. <laughs>
1: oh, <okay>. <laughs> 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 uh, fair enough. Good answer, I guess. Okay. All right. Uh, Brittany, who are you
3: playing? I'm playing Mara Hornraven. Uh, she's a human barbarian. She used to be uh from a no a, no, a family, uh, excuse me, a nobile <laughs> Why am I having a hard time with this? A family of nobility. <laughs> um and she got really sick and tired of the uh have, you know, being in the, the lap of luxury and she was also in an arranged marriage that she didn't really want to deal with. So she ran away into the woods and got picked up by a barbarian tribe that taught her her current ways and skills.
1: Sweet, sweet. All right, cool. Uh, Brian.
4: I am playing Reese, a wood elf rogue. Um, I come from a family of cartographers. And so basically I uh, left my family to go out uh, and map parts of the world that we have not yet mapped. And this sounds like a perfect opportunity. Newly discovered island. I'm going to go map it. Awesome. Awesome.
5: All right, well. Uh, I will be playing Warwick, the Gnome Bard. Uh, He is a... uh, No, he's not a bard. I tell a lie. (laughs) (laughs) See, because I'm very trained in deception, because I'm actually a rogue. Yes. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Yeah. um... Look, uh, so Warwick is a uh, you know he's a, he's a short guy, shaved hair, big grin on his face all the time, always ready to uh, to make a deal, to go on some adventure. So uh, very excited to be traveling with uh, a Zaka Stormfane, and uh, well, you know, spread word of my uh, my great name, if not stature. <laughs> and,
2: uh, and that's Warwick.
5: awesome. Okay,
2: cool. Um, Kirk, you're up. Uh, I am playing Two Crunk, the half-orc bard. From the same clan as the doc. Um, obviously, my background is the hood. My bonds are to the streets, and I'm ready to lay. My, my bardic my bard instrument or muse is a tiny little drum that I carry to lay down fatty beats, so I can bust out slick and smooth raps. The only rules you know. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> he graduated from medical school. I graduated from the streets. The school of hard knocks. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Actually, in my flaws, it says "too cool for school." Just notice that. <laughs>
6: Let it be done. From
1: nowhere.
2: Okay, so we got Doctor
1: Zarg, we got Mara, we got Warwick, we got Two Crunk, and Reese. Sweet, awesome party. um All right, I think we're ready to start. So, you guys have gone to Neverwinter. You've gone to this bar. Um, in search of this native Azaka Stormfang for various reasons, whether it is just to be on an awesome adventure, whether it is the gold that has been promised to you for finding this family heirloom, heirloom, or whether it's just to scope out a new world that hasn't been fully discovered yet. Um, so you are all on board. You get a good night's sleep and rest for this adventure, and then you leave the next morning, on a ship named Rapture, with Azaka and a small crew of a dozen sailors, including a captain who goes by the name of Finn. She's promised you free passage and an incredible award should you succeed in her quest, although she warns you that you are the 12th group that she has hired. The other groups never return from the jungle, and you're a little worried about that. It'll be fine. You spend several days at sea. The lack of privacy on the rapture forces you to become very familiar with your fellow adventurers, as well as the members of the crew who eye you with curiosity throughout the voyage. So I guess we'll, we'll keep initiative order since that seems to be working. And why don't you go ahead and tell me just to set this up. Um, what would you do on this on this three or four day journey on the ship? What would your character be doing? And maybe uh, where where would you be on deck? Where would you be found normally on the deck of the ship? We'll start with uh, with you, Doctor Zarg. Doctor
0: Zarg, um, I would stand uh, off to the side, sort of away from everybody, staring wistfully out to the sea. Okay, <laughs> exactly at the middle distance. And you've
1: been doing this for all, for three days. I've been doing
0: it for days. <laughs> okay, I have a great deal of uh, endurance in my lower legs for standing in place. <laughs> wow, the muscles on those thighs.
5: all right mara how about you
3: um mara is probably between uh wherever the the bar the mess hall would be um and above deck because she's probably she's not used to being on the sea so whatever she eats or drinks Mm -hmm. is probably going to promptly come up and so but she still needs the food and she needs the drinks. So she's just going back and forth quite a bit.
1: Beautiful. All right. So maybe just around the stairs of where it goes below deck. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Brian, uh, Reese, where would you be?
4: Uh, I think I would spend most of my time talking to the ship's captain and looking at their maps just to kind of see if they match up with what we have gathered over time to be the areas that they have explored. Make sure our maps look, similar
5: sweet okay will Uh, i think i'd probably spend some time in and around the mess hall uh slash if there's a some kind of kitchen area uh warwick would like to spend some time around there stealing food um and the rest of the time i think i'm gonna try and figure out what dr Zarg is looking at in the middle distance uh and (laughs) (laughs) and just see if he can blink or not really (laughs) <laughs> beautiful all right
1: uh and two crunk i'm sorry will was will was warwick
2: um two crunk where would you be shooting dice shooting dice up deck by the with the crew whoever wants to shoot dice and lose some money <laughs> beautiful
1: okay sweet so i'm gonna put you guys um um in this in this particular situation to crunk you, you are up by the, uh, the bow of the ship with a couple of crewmates that are kind of on the, on the wood deck, playing some dice, um, Zarg and Warwick, you guys are off on the starboard side, right side, just looking off into the distance Warwick. You're more so looking off at Zarg, trying to figure out what the hell he's looking at. Um, Mara, you're just coming up from the stairs, just below the quarter deck behind the back, the back mast. And, Reese, you're with the captain in the stern of the ship in the back with the wheel. Okay, And the weather is fair, with the exception of a particularly rough night of storms you hit a day out from the island. The remaining shattered barrels of provisions are being cleaned up by the crew. When someone above in the crow's nest calls out,
6: Oh, she's here!
1: Over the horizon of blue and green water, you see the outline of the island of Chult coming into view. As you approach, the island grows larger, and you see a pair of long peninsulas stretching out towards you. The waters of the bay in between are calmer and host a dozen of small fishing boats, only specks of white from this far out. In the center of the bay, a large, colorful port city comes into view. Azaka names this place Port Nianzaro. She's been over the plan several times during this journey, but repeats it for you now just in case. You and the crew are to secure lodgings in Nianzaro until your strength from the voyage has returned. No longer than three days, she says. She will provide funds for any provisions or resources you may need on her quest. The family heirloom she seeks is a wooden mask carved to resemble the face of a tiger. The bay slowly approaches, and you begin to pass a few small fishing boats that have made their way far out from the island in search of a more lucrative catch. As the buildings of the port city just barely come into view, you notice several of the fishermen leap from their small boats, diving into the water. Several of the men flip the boats over on top of them. A particular fisherman closest to the rapture points up into the sky before diving for cover himself. High above the ship, you make out several shapes in the sky, diving in a blur towards the small fishing boats. Three in particular appear to be coming straight for the rapture, fixated on you and your crew. And these shapes are large pterodactyls with 20-foot wingspans and long gray beaks with leathery skin. And currently, they are 200 feet away from the ship. Let's roll initiative for real this time.
5: All right. Eight. 18.
3: Um, I got a six.
4: Two crunks at an 11. Reese is at a 17.
1: Okay, beautiful. Um, okay, so these, these pterodactyls are 200 feet from the ship. Um, I'm going to let all of you kind of take a turn, figure out what you want to do before they approach closer. So first up is Warwick. Ah. And again, you are on the the starboard side of the ship right near
5: Zarg. Right. These guys don't look friendly.
1: Mm, No.
5: Okay. Uh, In that case, then I will take up a tactical position. (laughs) I look at Zarg, right, Zarg? Zarg, you need to move. Zarg!
6: Zarg!
0: (laughs) Zarg Zarg turns around and looks, but doesn't say anything.
5: (laughs) Luckily, they're perfectly placed in the middle distance right now, so Zarg can see them. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, I uh, say, I'm going to take a tactical position in the doorway uh, where they can't see me. And I'm going to... Try and sort of, uh, you know, like the, ho- the, the, the the staircase down to the hold, I suppose, is where Warwick would sort of like to take cover for now because they're out of range of me being 200 feet away. So I'm basically just going to cower. Uh, sweet, sweet. Yeah,
1: so that's probably, that's probably maybe 30 feet down towards the stern of the ship. There's a little staircase that leads down to the
5: hold, to the lower part I, of the deck. I find my safe space.
1: Okay, beautiful. All right, up next is Reese. Um... These look
4: like uh, flying animals I have not seen before. Uh, so I am going to move to the front of the ship just to try and get a, banner, a better vantage point and kind of see what they look like and kind just see what happens.
1: Okay, sounds good. So you make your way about halfway through. You jump leap down the quarter deck. Um, you're about in, right in between the masts directly below them.
2: Okay. Two crunk. Uh, two crunk will be, uh, like unsheathing. I don't know what you do with a great axe, but having it in his hands ready to strike. But more importantly, preparing his vocal cords for vicious mockery once they get within (laughs) 60 feet of range. (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: Dr. Zarg, you're up. You're near Warwick. Well, I guess not anymore.
0: Uh, Dr. Zarg will stay where he is and he will draw his... Great axe, which he also has. Uh, but it's actually it's more like a giant two-handed cleaver. Okay.
6: Just Beautiful. visually,
0: to make that visual image. So he's just gonna draw that out and kind of stand there and watch him coming.
6: All right. He Mara? Been that the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> um
3: Mara gets into like like a ready stance and pulls out a javelin and is gonna wait until one of them is within 120 feet, so she can throw it.
1: All right, sweet. So at this point, the captain is kind of swerving the wheel to the left, trying to avoid these these pterodactyls, while the crew on deck is just in a panic. Um, they are not used to this, this sort of animal. They've never been to Chult before, except just to pick up Azaka. So they're just running frantic, trying to get below deck, trying to pass over Warwick.
5: Quite literally over me, uh, probably.
1: leaping over your tiny body, right? And Azaka is in the middle of the ship in between the mass, um, and she is just going to unsheathe her scimitar and get prepared for battle. At this point, the three pterodactyls take a nosedive straight down. One parts to the left and goes towards the stern where the captain is. Another one parts and goes towards the starboard side, headed straight for Dr. Zarg, And another one takes a nosedive straight down towards Reese in the middle of the deck. And they are about 80 feet away at this point. Warwick, you're up first. Oh,
5: God. Uh, I've got to do something. Shit. Uh, I'll fire a short bow at the one that's nosediving onto Dr. Zarg. That's a nine on the dice. So a 14? That is going to hit. There we go. Uh, I, I, I stopped myself from firing it directly into the middle distance. Uh, it takes eight, eight <laughs> damage, eight piercing damage.
1: Beautiful. All right. Yeah, your your short bow arrow flies true and lands just on its left wing, and it kind of uh, stutter stutter flies um, straight down, but it's still in in
5: pretty good um, pretty good position. Mm. I say, pterodactyl, more like pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reese, you're up.
1: So can I see Azaka? You can. You're actually, since you're in the middle of the ship,
4: you're pretty side by side with her. And there is one coming at us.
1: Directly at the two of you, correct. Uh, So I'd like to ask her, you know, Azaka, do you know what these are? And she is looking straight up at this pterodactyl, and without looking at you, she just spits. Terror folk. All
4: right, then. Silent uh, B. <laughs> I'm going to attack the one coming at us with my longbow. Sweet. Roll it. That's an eight. That's not good.
1: Eight? Yeah. That misses. So you knock an arrow and it flies to the left of the, of the terror folk. It barely even sees it as it flies over it uh, off, off its left, the left side of its wing. Too
2: crunk. All right. Can I move and then viciously mock and be within range?
1: Uh, No, it's pretty much 80 feet up
2: uh, above the ship.
1: So nowhere you go on the ship is going to be within 60 feet of it. Unless you want to try to climb the
2: mast. I'm not a psychopath. I won't be doing that. Uh, In that case, uh, I will hold my action until one of these terror birds gets in my vicious mockery range. All right, so you want
1: to ready an action?
6: Is that what you uh, want to do as yes, your action? sure, yes. Okay, all
1: right, so, so you plant yourself uh, in the perfect position to spit some some angry beats its way, just in case it gets close enough.
0: All right, Dr. Zarg, you're up. So how does readying an action work? If I ready an action now, I'll still get my next turn, but I can whatever triggers it, I can use it then, too.
1: Correct. Yeah, you basically set a trigger and if that trigger happens before your next turn, you
0: immediately act. Okay. I've got a ready an action then. Okay. What's it called a terror folk? Correct? F O L K, like folks. Yep. We got it. But not good folks. Not into folk music. That's um, what Azaka's calling it. <laughs> um if if it dives at me, I'm going to step to the side and like fucking uppercut it with my axe.
1: Okay, beautiful. And it's heading right your way. Okay,
3: uh, Mara. Um, where? How, what is their distance currently? About 80
1: feet from the deck of the ship where Ooh, you I are. I throw a javelin. Okay, which one are you throwing? So there's one headed bu- kind of behind you on the quarterdeck where the captain is. There's one um, headed straight down for Reese and Azaka in the middle of the deck in between the masts. And there is one off to the right in the starboard side, headed straight for Dr. Zarg.
3: Um I'm going to assume that I saw Dr. Zarg like ready his action so I'm going to like all right, he's good and I'll go for the one <laughs> um aiming for uh what's her name Azaka.
1: Okay. Sweet. Roll it.
3: Um that's going to be a 14. That'll hit. Oh, tight. Um, so let's see. That's a D6. It's going to be three damage.
1: Okay, nice. So, okay. So you hit this thing and it just grazes its left side and leaves a long gash in its leathery skin. And this terror folk lets out this screech, this loud screech. And several of the other pterodactyls that were attacking the fishermen on either side of the boat jerk their heads up and look directly towards the ship and the people on it. And at this point, the terror folk are going to close in on you. So the first one that approaches the captain just dives, bomb dive bombs and lands with a crash on the deck. And it stands up on two legs with its front arms kind of like reaching out like an ape. And it is going to slash down at the captain with both of its claws and it hits with his right claw doing doing four points of damage to this captain, um, slashing him in the chest, and this gash of blood comes down, and the, the captain screams for help. The next terror folk that was coming down towards Zarg is going to come within your range, Zarg, so why don't you go ahead and make that attack?
0: Okay, I'm going to use a, in fact, uh, reckless attack, which is one okay. of my things which gives me advantage on strength attacks, and then attack rolls against me will have advantage until my next turn. Okay, sweet. That's a 16 followed by a 17. Yeah, that's going to hit. Okay, D12. Is that a 12? (laughs) 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Do I have a D12? (laughs) has to count every side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is a D12. Yep. If it's got a twelve That's
3: on it, pentagonal.
0: Yes, yes. Uh Six. Do I add to it? I'm not used to attacking with actual attacks.
1: Yep. Add your strength modifier.
0: Uh Nine.
1: Nine. Okay. Yeah. You do nine damage to it. So as this thing soars directly at you, just trying to stab you in the chest with its beak, you qu- you have a great axe.
0: Yes, like a great cleaver in my head, but yes, a great, a great axe, cleaver. axe for all okay, other purposes. Sweet.
1: Yeah, as this as this pterodactyl comes straight towards you, you lift your great axe and hit it with the blunt side of its face, and it goes spinning backwards, taking some damage. Um, and at this point, it is super pissed at you, so it's just going to come straight back towards you, running at you, striking out with both its claws and its beak, just just trying to slash away at your body. And it rolls. What's your AC? Fifteen. It has
0: advantage it's gonna by hit the way. You
1: it has advantage, yeah. right? Oh, okay, sweet. Uh, okay, well, that didn't matter. Okay, so it hits you with its with its beak um, as it comes and stabs you straight in the chest, and you take nine points of damage. All right, third pterodactyl is coming straight down at Reese and Azaka, and is going to just come straight down with his claws and try to claw Azaka right in the face. And he misses as Zaka dodges quickly to the left as he plummets down and lands on the deck, digging his claws into the wood. And we're back at the top of the order, so
5: Warwick... I love this. Like, I haven't watched... I I haven't seen Zog move for, like, a week, and then he suddenly draws out this giant fucking cleaver from nowhere and hits a pterodactyl. Uh, I say, uh, uh... I'm going to fire an arrow at the one that um, uh, Zog's just hit. And I was like, die, flying dolphin of death. And it's going to be a... Oh, it's that's a natural one. I let myself down. Oh, no.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it
5: sounded so cool, too. It did, didn't it? I'm right, so going do my one-liners after I hit
1: <laughs> You knock an arrow, um, and you let your bow fly, and the string of the bow just goes and the arrow just drops to the ground directly to that the
5: ground. was that was a test shot
1: <laughs> Reese you're up I'm going to
4: put my bow away and draw out my swords and try and lay waste to the one that's in front of me in azaka
1: okay so
4: main hand it's uh 18 18 yep that'll hit Alright, that's a D eight.
1: For ten damage. Nice. Okay, so yeah, so you get it with your short sword, um, you slash it right across this leathery skin, leaving a deep gash in its chest. All right, I got so have an still have a offhand attack. attack. Okay. Sweet. That's gonna be a six. That's a miss. That'll miss. Shocker. So your left one is just shy as the first attack that you did on this Terrafolk uh, him, causes him to jump back to Uh
2: Are they finally within 60 feet? They
1: are indeed. Oh, you had a reaction, didn't you? Go ahead and do your reactionary vicious mockery, and then I'll let you have your actual action.
2: Okay. Reactionary vicious mockery. Obviously, I'm going to target. Oh, so what would be the nearest one to me? Would it be the one on Dr. Zarg?
1: Yeah. Yep. All right.
2: Yep. So we're going to do a vicious mockery here. Let me try, let me get my my two crunk voice. My name is Two Crunk, and I'm here to say that I'm going to hurl an insult in a hurtful way. You're a bird, you smell like turds. I'm going to cut off your dick and make you sick. (sighs) B boy stance.
1: (laughs) Okay, I have to make a wisdom. I'm going to have to make a wisdom saving throw, here. Why he <laughs> <the slug>? <laughs> <laughs> on. All right. And you're, um, what's eight plus your proficiency plus your wisdom modifier there? Two That is 13, sir. All right. All right. I rolled a nine, so I miss. So you go ahead and do uh, 1d4, whatever damage that does.
2: I'm pretty sure it's just straight up 1d4. All right. Psychic damage. Make it a two.
1: All right, this pterodactyl really has his feelings hurt as he takes two damage. Single tear, beautiful. Yeah, single tear falls down his face. All right, now take your normal action. That was your reaction. That was your uh, ready. Um, I'm
2: gonna. I'm gonna actually just uh, now that it's mentally debilitated, I'm going to uh, step up and swing my great axe at it um, and see if I can do a little bit of damage that way.
1: Okay, beautiful. So the pterodactyl is directly between Zarg and
2: you. Twenty one. That'll hit. So what? What is it? Tens? Uh, one D twelve. D twelve plus strength. Yep. What's a D twelve? I'll hear it.
3: There's <laughs> no one hit. twelve. No <laughs> it has pentagons all over it.
1: <laughs> Seven damage. Seven damage. Oh, that is exactly enough. Okay, so you creep up on its backside and unleash a a flurry of blows with your great axe, stabbing it in the back, and it falls over forward, nearly hitting Zarg. um, Dead. Super dead.
2: Mara... He's probably asking to die, anyways.
3: (laughs) Not wanting to be outdone, uh, Mara pulls out a scimitar, and um, she's going to (laughs) rage. Nice. (laughs) Um, So... Let's see. How does this work?
5: <laughs> you draw your scimitar and you get really angry that your scimitar's been drawn. <laughs> what the hell?
3: <laughs> she's got a lot of baggage from her past, so it's like that's her reservoir. And, you know, the bard just made a mm-hmm. kill before she did, so she's like, oh. Um, So she's going to run at the n- nearest... Um, what do you call it terror folk
1: terror folk yeah so you'd be like running up um above the quarter deck near the one that's attacking the captain
3: okay yeah she wants to avenge the captain um so she's gonna draw her scimitar and stab at it and i think let's see it says advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws or making a million okay i get to use strength
5: yeah sweet Cool. With
3: advantage. Okay. Well,
0: wait. Rage. To, it's not strength on t- or It's not advantage on attacks. It's for like. I think. It's still reckless attack, right? Yeah. Or is it for yeah. reckless attack or for just your rage?
3: No, rage is just advantage on strength checks and strength saving yeah. throws. Oh, but okay. I okay. do get a bonus to the, my damage roll, so I get to add two to my damage. But nice. yeah, As I'll go hit. ahead and. Right. Um. So that's going to be a thirteen to hit.
1: That'll hit.
3: I'm actually. Actually, it was a 16, but I'm glad That'll 13 makes it. Definitely hit. <laughs> I was like I forgot to add. Um, I like
5: this tactic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's going to be a 11 damage.
1: Okay, sweets. So yeah. Duh. Okay, so you stab forward, um, and as this scimitar is as this uh, terror folk is coming down at the captain, you you. Lodge your scimitar about three inches into the terror folks back, causing a massive screech to to come out. And at this point, the the three terror folks that were um, looking straight at you and uh, chomping down on some fishermen are going to begin to flap their wings and fly up. And now you've got three more that are 80 feet away. One to the left side of the ship and two to the right. And it is now the Terrafolk on the deck's turn to attack. So the one with the that was attacking the captain who just got the scimitar lodged in his back is going to flip around at you, Mara, and attack with both claws and beak. It's going to make three attacks here on you.
6: Ah. Uh.
1: Oh, okay. And all three miss.
6: <laughs> Awkward. <laughs>
1: this is horrible. I'm sure they miss because I rolled an eight and two fives yeah (laughs) yeah those will miss okay um all right so as these you were ready for this you knew that as you were going to jab your scimitar forward that it was probably going to retaliate so you quickly dodge out of the way as this terror folk comes screaming at you up next is the one that is coming down at azaka and reese and it is going to turn its gaze towards you reese and attack with the same three weapons it and it's got a 17 on one of them that hits i assume Yep. All right, and you are going to take 11 damage as this beak grazes against your shoulder and blood drips down your arm. Warwick. Right. Uh. So you've got two approaching the right side of the deck of the ship where you are. You've got one behind you on the quarter deck attacking Mara, one in the middle of the ship, and then another flying at you from the port side, left side of the ship. Okay,
5: uh, I will. I well, think Zarg's got it handled. Um, I'll shoot the one that's near uh, Mara. All right. Uh, <laughs> try not to embarrass myself this time, but it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seven. I just keep firing into the deck, like just needs a warm up. Pull this <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> Gotta really yank it up, first of all.
1: <laughs> yeah, you pick up the arrow that you just dropped down to the ground on your first shot, and you knock it. Um, <laughs> and you soar it above the quarterdeck, high above the quarterdeck, about 10 feet above the pterodactyl's head. Yeah, I'm
5: like, it's got good range on that one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there, practicing. All right, uh, Reese.
4: Uh, I'm going to continue my... Attempts to vanquish the one on deck directly ahead of me. Uh, that's a 20. Not natural.
1: That'll hit. All
4: right. You, that one's for
1: five damage. Okay, nice. Yeah, Second. you slash down once again. Oh, you get your, your off. Yeah, I got it. Yep.
4: That's a 16.
1: That'll hit as well.
4: Yeah. That's an Eight
1: oh man okay so as you bring both of these weapons down across its chest you create an x and as you do the leathery skin folds apart and its guts spill out on its stomach and it falls down to the ground dead
6: nice all right
0: zard says nice
1: closest (laughs) one to you too krunk is
0: um
1: on the quarter deck there are approaching from either side. I gotta
0: look up the anatomy of a boat. I don't know what any of these words mean.
2: Uh, quarter deck three approaching on either side. Uh, da How, how far on the quarterdeck? Uh, it's
1: only probably about 40 feet from where you are currently.
2: Up some steps. 40 feet is 20 less than 60. <laughs> uh, right. I'm, I'm, I, That's correct. That's math. I may have to tune up, take a shot in the dark. I'm gonna call it a vicious mockery. pointed at the one on the deck. My name is Stu Crunk, and I'm here to say that I'm going to slip some insults in a hurtful way. Your wings are flat. Your face looks fat. You smell like shit. Suck my... (laughs) (laughs) B-boy stance. Okay.
1: Uh, Oh, it rolls a 12. Just misses. So you do another 1d4 damage as the sound waves come out of your mouth and smash this thing in the
2: face. Emotionally grinding away, this guy. (laughs) Uh, So am I allowed to move? Can I move closer? Like move my distance? Yeah, sure. Um, I will move my distance. Okay. And do your 1d4 uh, no, no, uh, move, yeah, do the 1d4 and then just move towards him afterwards. Gotcha. Since I know it was such a resounding success.
1: But you still have to roll the 1d4.
2: Oh, correct. I just assumed uh, <laughs> uh, two again.
1: Nice. Okay, yeah. So he gets hurt emotionally. Another tear.
0: <laughs> All right, Dr. Zard. Uh, so there's only one pterodactyl still on the boat. Right now, that's alive. Yes,
1: only one up on the quarterdeck at the stern of the ship, by the wheel, where the captain is, and kind of writhing in pain on the ground.
0: And is that the one Kirk just owned, or <laughs> correct? <was that? laughs> okay, uh, so actually, I have a question. If I use reckless attack, he would have advantage on attacks, but Kirk just gave him disadvantage on attacks. So how does that go together?
1: Is that how? How uh, Vicious Mockery works? Doesn't
0: it? I'd be lying to you if I said I read that far. Oh, I, w- <laughs> I went back and looked it up, unlike Kirk, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so that, that would work? basically
1: do an offset. cancel
0: out? It would just get a normal attack. All right, I'm going to do a reckless attack, and I'm going to jump down. I had to look up the anatomy of a boat. I don't know. Where am I standing on the boat right now?
1: You are standing on the starboard side um, in between the masts about 30 feet from where the stairs to the quarterdeck
0: Go oh, up. I was hoping I was back up above deck. everybody so I could jump down like in a really badass nope. way. Okay. Well, instead I will just do nothing interesting and chop his head off with a reckless attack.
1: All right. So you sprint up the quarter deck steps, um, approaching this pterodactyl and swiping down with your great axe.
0: That is a what's my that's an eleven and a twenty. Not natural. That'll hit. Natural? Not natural.
1: No. Okay. Yep. That'll hit.
5: natural. Damn, is that going at it? Four. Four? No.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. Okay. So you slash. You slash. It's. Um. It's. It's facing the opposite direction towards Mara. So I think you slash at its back and do four damage to it. Okay. And now it's Mara's turn.
3: Um, the one that I went after is. It's dead now, right? Uh, it's it's still alive. Oh yep. right. Okay. Doctor Zarg just did some I, damage I to its back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting okay. S- sweet. I wanna I wanna kill it. Um so I'm going to take that scimitar again and I think I'm still raging. So yeah, I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna do that. Um,
0: right. I think we rage for a minute. A minute? Which is okay. ten turns yeah, question while. mark? Ten sounds,
5: yeah.
3: So that's going to be, I have terrible at math, a 21 to hit. That'll
1: hit, yep, for sure. Damn.
3: And then um, seven damage. Seven damage, okay.
1: Yeah, Uh, okay, so yeah, you slash your scimitar at it. Um, You get a good chunk out of its beak. Actually, part of its beak flies off, and all you see is just tongue and (laughs) teeth underneath. Uh. Um, But it is still alive. It is... Barely hanging on and super angry at you. All. I don't know why that's such a comic image to I me. Mean, and,
3: <laughs> 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 and like and pissed. Um,
1: and it is his turn, and he's not happy about losing half his beak, Mara, so he is going to come down at you with three full-on attacks. Um, it is vicious mockery, so it gets <laughs> You are welcome.
5: <laughs> disadvantage, correct? This guy's having such a bad day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> disadvantage, okay. Oh, there's the rolls. All right, disadvantage. All right, it's going to hit you with one um, as it rolls a 15. Does that hit?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so you're going to take a total of nine points of damage as its claw rakes against your chest.
0: That sucks. Um, don't you? If you're raging, she uh, take don't off, you have yeah. resistance? What kind of damage is it, Joe?
1: To slashing? Yeah.
3: Yes, I I do have resistance to bludgeoning, oh, piercing, and slashing damage. It is
1: slashing. All right. So you only take four damage, um, as you kind of buckle down and and prepare for this hit. All She's right.
3: Got too much adrenaline going. That's right.
1: Okay. So the three. Pterodactyls on either side are going to reach all of you. Um one second here, because Zarg is up on the quarter deck now. Tekrunk is below, Warwick is still just in front of the door firing <laughs> arrows everywhere.
5: <laughs> I, th- I, thought, I thought this was the AoE bow. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so first
1: actually, um from either side of Reese and Azaka. The pterodactyl in front of you, Reese, and the pterodactyl behind you are just going to close in, and one is going to just try to dive bomb and slash at your head as it passes, um, as the other one is going to do the same to Azaka. So with two claws, to you, Reese, uh, it rolls a seventeen and a fourteen. Uh, they both hit. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna take. Um, you're gonna take seven and six you're gonna take 13 damage as these claws uh, just rake against your your head you almost get picked up by these um as it reaches down to your shoulders and leaves a deep gash and the other one's going to attack azaka rolling a 14 and a nine so it's going to get her with one of those for six damage so azaka takes another six damage and screams out with pain Um, And they fly off into the distance, around uh, 20 feet off either side of the ship, making a turn, prepared to attack again. The other pterodactyl that was off the starboard bow of the ship is going to now fly down at the captain, attacking him with claws. And it's going to hit him for... Six points of damage. Now this captain was kind of on the ground. Finn was on the ground writhing in pain um, and blood was starting to pool and this pretty much finishes him off as these claws reach down and stab at his chest and the pterodactyl just starts starts a munching.
5: No, Captain Finn, I was so invested. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Warwick, see what I, you can do. I say... You may, t- <laughs> you may take our ship, but you will not take our Captain Finn. Oh, he's dead. Okay. Uh, uh- <laughs> and I, uh, as I'm reloading, I'm saying all of this. And then what I realize I've been doing wrong is that I've been aiming at them. And what I need to do is aim slightly away from them uh, because there's clearly something wrong with this uh, bow. So I will <laughs> shoot at the one who's just murdered Captain Finn. Okay. Uh, avenging my fallen companion on a unnatural 20 nice that'll hit finally that was <laughs>
6: it works
5: <laughs> it's science um i'm guessing there's not an ally within the six feet of this guy no 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 Fins just down. outside right. of that maybe about 15 feet yeah okay well he takes eight damage
1: okay nice okay yeah your bow finally strikes true as it lands in the shoulder blade of this pterodactyl reese
4: They're not directly engaged with me. Like, like they
1: dive-bombed us and flew away, correct? Yeah, they're probably about 40 feet away from you on either side. Turning to make another attack. uh, First thing I
4: want to do is I'm going to use Cure Wounds on myself so I don't die.
1: Okay. So that's an action, yep. Yep. So I'm going to gain four.
4: All right, nice. Not a lot. Um, And then I am going to Retreat. Back, uh, Warwick is still kind of shaded in I'm a door. pose. yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to move over closer to Doctor
1: Zorg. Doctor Zarg. Okay, so you, um, you kind of leap towards the quarter deck up the steps near Zarg, near where Zarg and Mara is. Um, you get a better view at the pterodactyl to the left of the ship at this point. You're only about twenty feet away as you kind of stand near the rails. Two crunk.
2: Uh, Two Crunk will be following the pterodactyls, bracing for an attack on himself since he's mentally crippled uh, a large portion of their uh, of their flock. I'm assuming he's uh, target number one, and if he's not, he should be. Um, probably doing a couple of the cross chop suckets, you know, trying to <laughs> taunt him into attacking. But uh, I'm <laughs> effectively what I'm getting at. I'm readying my action. I'm readying my great axe uh, so I can get in there and do work. Not only with my lyrical stylings, but my battle prowess.
1: Okay. So you want to move up to the quarter deck where they are, or?
2: Uh, I don't think that's necessary because I okay. believe I'll be the one under attack. So, All right. right,
1: <laughs> okay. that, that is
2: what Two Crunk believes. All
1: right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, Dr. Zarg. There's one behind you near the captain, near the wheel, just standing over the captain. There is one that's super bloodied right in front of you, in between you and Mara. And then there are two off uh, in the sky facing the deck of the ship. Oh, because we didn't
0: kill that one, did we? Sure didn't. We almost killed him.
3: The beaky?
0: The beaky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Half beakers. Uh, Okay. Dr. Zarg is going to reveal one of the secrets of his character. He has a little pouch around his waist from which he's going to pull a small spherical ruby and when he pulls it out um he um sort of horrifically transforms into a giant bipedal jaguar which is for mechanical oh, purposes uh <laughs> oh, that's how he rages God. he's a wear jaguar
1: <laughs> oh man here it comes the backstory it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> So I think what we do is we see a vision of maybe you back in the lab, and why don't you tell us about uh, what happened with Dr. Zarg that allows him to do this.
0: Well, wouldn't they probably ask me after a fight, and that would make more sense? <laughs> no, I just accept this. I accept this as a universal truth, and I will never,
5: I will never question it. We're doing a flashback. I
3: think, I think I'd be like, seems normal.
5: Okay. <laughs> Everyone just shrugs.
0: So... So so back uh, back home at me and two crunks village of, um, uh, where we lived there there uh, there was a terrible now, plague. I, know I wasn't
5: interested in your pack story, but I'd like you to spell that. <laughs>
0: um, you know, G R R R R D S Z. Okay, that's what I had. Right, um, there was a. There was a terrible plague and um, lots of people in the village were dying and Dr. Zarg's brother and he um, who went to med school together uh, went out into the world to search for a cure. And when they were exploring, uh, nothing was working and they were exploring sort of deep, old draconic rituals Uh, Out in the jungle, different jungle than the one we're going to, uh, which involved cursed jaguar blood. Um, The ritual went terribly wrong. It didn't cure the plague and also cursed Dr. Zarg. And he transformed when he was cursed and killed his brother. And that's why he's uh, brooding now. And he can turn into jaguar with this ruby. I don't know why. That's a thing. That's a thing, too. So you're like you're like a Peter Parker. Pizza, <laughs> pizza. <laughs> mixed, <laughs> mi- mixed with, like,
5: actual Emperor Zerg from Toy Story 2.
0: Yes.
6: <laughs>
5: yes. <laughs> I <pass> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I guess you're in jaguar form now. What do you want to do? Okay,
0: so I'm raging. Can I do a strength check and try to rip the wounded pterodactyl's head off? Absolutely. Okay. 100%, yes. Okay, I get advantage on strength checks. Uh, that's a twelve. Twenty. Good thing I have advantage. Uh eighteen. After a natural uh, one. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Against the natural one. Uh yeah, you do it. You do it. You leap up and you grab this pterodactyl, this poor half beaked pterodactyl, and you just rip its head off with it. It just pops right off. And it's dead. It does you don't even have to roll damage. I I roar. <laughs> Because it had one health left. It's dead. Uh, okay. Mara, So you just saw this happen.
3: Um, I, like, give you an air knuckles, like, right on. And then <laughs> I run. to you, you buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you <do> you. <laughs> um, I run. You said that there's two on the starboard side that are flying?
1: Yeah, there's one on the starboard side, well, one on one. the port side, and then one up on the quarterdeck where you are over the captain.
3: Okay. Beaky's now dead, though.
1: Beaky is toast. I ripped right. his head off.
3: Sure it that is, is, is. tight. So I'm going to attack the one that's on the quarter deck with me. Um with I'm just gonna keep on raging with my scimitar. Um Eight. yeah, that's been working great. Mm, that's going to be um was that a 12? Ooh, that
1: old just hit. Oh, just right on. hit. That's
3: nice. the magic number. Nice. Uh that's um this nine plus, sorry, I'm trying to do math. It's embarrassing. Um, 11, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Eleven damage. The
1: worst thing nice. in the world. Don't worry. <laughs> Okay, yeah, this unsuspecting um, pterodactyl finishing his meal of the captain um, gets hit straight across the face with the sharp edge of your scimitar and um, green blood starts dripping down and it lets out a
5: howl. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about doing maths i mean we're trying to figure out what d12s are <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true that's a good point all right um the pterodactyls are going to get another hit on you so here first is the pterodactyl climbing over the captain to reach mara is going to strike out with his front two claws at as it spreads its wings and it rolls at disadvantage
3: is that the one that had vicious mockery?
1: Ooh, no one's been mockery to this point. You just killed it. So it yeah. rolls a 14 with one of its claws and a critical miss with the other
3: one. Right on. Um, it hits, but I, he's he still gets, or I get half damage. Yes, that's right. Well. That's
1: right. Uh, okay, so you are going to take a total of three damage. As once again, a slash hits the right side of your body. The two pterodactyls that were kind of on the starboard side, uh, one on the starboard side, one on the port side, the one on the left side is going to strike back down at Reese and is going to roll a 13 both ways. So is that hit? Both of those hit? All right, so you're going to take 7 and 10 damage total. Ooh, Reese down. Reese is down. All right. So as these pterodactyls come, as this pterodactyl comes swiping after you, um, it picks you up by the shoulders and forcefully shoves you down on the deck where you your head smash, smashes against the deck and you go unconscious. Um, Reese, the pterodactyl, no,
5: I was so invested.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the pterodactyl on the uh, port side of the ship is going to fly straight at you to Krunk who's just been spitting rhymes at his friends and you are ready with your great ax as it comes straight for you. So go ahead and roll what you got to roll an 11 that will miss. So you just swing, bat a swing, bat a miss as you come forward (laughs) with your, with your ax. Um, and it is going to slash down at you with its claws rolling a 21 and an 18.
2: All right. Yeah. Those are, those are both going to, both are going to hit your man.
1: You're going to take a total of 11 damage. God. Geez. All right. Um, okay. It is then that you hear another set of high-pitched bestial screams coming from high above the ship. Three more similar figures descend, but the central beast is different. This pterodactyl is at least 20 stone larger with pitch black leathery skin and on top of it rides a ghostly humanoid figure clutching a wicked staff it's hard to tell where his rough gray leathers meet his equally gray skin and his face is hidden behind a disfigured painted mask of pearl white bone nice touch and it's your all's turn go ahead and they're about 80 feet away directly above the ship it is starting with uh with warwick
5: Uh, how far away is this guy with the, the, the sick outfit? Um, 80 feet straight up. All right. Then, uh, yeah, I'll shoot that guy, I guess. I mean. All right. Seems like a dick. Uh, 17 versus his armored class. All right. That will just hit. Just hit. (laughs) Is there an ally within five feet? No. Uh, (laughs) he takes six damage.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you, um, you get God him just is. in the left shoulder. You hear nothing. You hear no sense of pain coming from this guy as it just collides and sticks in his yeah. left
5: shoulder. I, I call up, I shot you. I, I shot you. Look at you. I shot you. He's not. He, I haven't even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Reese. I did shoot him.
4: <laughs> All right. Rolling a death save. <laughs> That's right.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a 16. There, you yeah, save one. Very, very good. All right, two crunk.
2: Uh, well, there's that one that just drove by me, right? Yep. So I can take a. I, I'm gonna take another mean cut at him.
1: Okay, yeah, he's right, right behind you.
2: Considering uh, this adventure is supposed to happen on the island, we haven't left the ship yet. I'm gonna conserve my spells, unless it's vicious mockery, because I can just lay that shit in whenever I want. <laughs> oh, that's a tantrum. Um, <clears throat> just weave it in. <laughs> just lay it in. Uh, a gentleman's one. <laughs> like a critical miss uh confirmed
1: okay yeah you strike straight down at this creature um and it hops out of the way and your great axe actually gets lodged in the deck of the ship and it is stuck there so if you're going to attack on the next turn you're going to have to use an action to pull that sucker
2: out well i've got a lot of things in my arsenal so i'm not too worried about the axe <laughs> all
1: right all right jaguar zarg dr zarg
0: uh Doctor Zarg is gonna toss his cleaver down on the ground and he also on his hips, uh I'm sure to to Warwick's great amazement, has two hand axes which he's gonna pull out. Uh Are you back
1: are you transforming back into half arc to do this? Half work to do this? No. Oh you're aware <laughs> Jaguar, you're not an actual Jaguar. Oh no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, God, I just uh, uh,
0: Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a, a, a manguar. <laughs> okay. Uh man-guar. Um, <laughs> I, So I'll draw my two hand axes Man, cool. And I will uh, run at and slash the um, the the guy who just killed Reese.
1: Okay, yeah, that's cool.
0: So I don't know how does two handed work. I roll my attack bonus on the first one, but not the second one. Yeah, you don't get proficiency on the second one, I believe. Yeah, you don't get proficiency
1: on the second attack when you're. Yep. Okay. Two weapon fighting.
0: First swing is a strong six. Miss. And the second one is a seven. Hmm, those will both
1: miss. <laughs> so you are working on it. It's getting better. <laughs> Your wear man jaguar eyes blur as you swipe at nothingness in front of this pterodactyl near Reese. Mara.
3: Raged. the rage continues um
5: <laughs> it goes on
3: yes so the one that my i have a tiny drawing that's probably not accurate there's still one on the quarter deck right
1: yep one directly in front of you
3: i'm gonna swipe at that one again
1: all right uh
3: that's a 15 that'll hit um that's nine Damage. All right. (laughs) Had to use my fingers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Barbarian Mara rejoices as she gets her first kill as her scimitar slashes this thing and it (laughs) falls over dead. Very nice. Okay, so the pterodactyls that were headed directly above the deck split in formation and they come soaring down except for the black one who flies to the center of the ship And the rider lifts his staff up in the air. And you see this about 30 feet off the port side of the ship. And he is swinging his staff around this wicked wooden staff. Um, And in this spiral of wood forms a great fireball slowly, um, which he flings towards Reese. And as he does this, it actually flies over Reese's dead body and smashes (laughs) into the back mast. And the mast explodes into flame.
5: Not cool, bro. (laughs) Glummer. Suddenly. We got two bars, though, right? We got another one. (laughs) We got another one. (laughs) We got another one, Lose.
0: (laughs) You meet in a tavern, everyone drowns edition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Rapture is hit hard by something below the ship, and you stumble off your feet. The calm waters around you surge and churn as waves crash over the bow. A saw-toothed hill the size of a small island begins to rise from the foamed waters behind the ship. Waters stream off the rising crags onto the rapture, which rocks to one side, nearly capsizing. At this point, the rider yells out an incoherent series of commands, as all pterodactyls on the ship flee in all directions. You notice, as you watch the island approach, as you're seeing these pterodactyls kind of fly off into the distance, that you've lost sight of the same bay you saw before. Your fight with the pterodactyls has veered you far off your original course. At last, this emerging island that's forming in the back of the ship stops growing in size, although the sea around still tosses your ship like a ragdoll. A huge blast of steam erupts from the waves near the port side of the ship, falling on top of the mast and extinguishing the flames. And you see an immense beak and a milky white eye the size of a wagon wheel, staring blindly in your direction through the mist. You stand on the ship in terrified awe as you stand staring into the eyes of a massive dragon turtle, six times the size of Rapture. As the waves subside, you spot a dozen or more shark fins circling the ship. The dragon turtle opens his beak and speaks.
7: I think he's having a stroke. (laughs)
0: Was that Draconic? Because I speak Draconic. <laughs> that was. In Dr-
1: Dr- I was going to ask, does anybody speak Draconic? <laughs> Let's check. <laughs> All
0: okay. right, uh,
1: Dr. Zarg, you understand this. Um, you understand this as he's saying,
7: You have entered the waters of Aramag. I have given you aid. Now you must pay the toll.
1: And as he says this, your spin is basically spinning around on nearly on its side. You guys are grasping onto whatever wood you can find as it's spinning towards this cyclone, and the turtle is spinning in the waters around you.
0: I guess I'll ask him, indraconic? Go on. <laughs>
6: You're hanging off the side <laughs> of a boat. Come again.
1: He says, um,
7: "You must pay the toll for safe passage, or you will join the others in the deep."
0: I'll say, I, I got that, but what toll? Okay,
1: he says. Um, actually, Azaka runs up to you, Zarg, um, and he, and she says. Uh, finally she's doing some action she says you you speak draconic i've i've heard of this creature aramag he is a demigod of sorts in the sea and he speaks in the riddles you must pay the exact amount of his toll he's very finicky about his finances aramag speaks again to you dr zarg and he speaks in riddles and he says
7: you must pay gold in daylight's, in sunsets, in midnights, and cups of coffee, <laughs> in inches, in miles, in laughter,
2: in strife. It sounds like about seven.
0: Um, <laughs> doctor Zarg turns to the to the rest of everybody and says, um, "I don't know why." Uh, but I believe he wants us to pay him five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred gold pieces. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we can sort that out fine. Yeah, I
2: got seven.
0: <laughs> Hold on. So
2: um, I think I've only got seven from the rap battle winnings. Um, so you guys should have that. Do for a down payment, you know?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be clinging onto Zog's like leg at this point, whilst <laughs> he's hanging up the side. <laughs>
2: Uh, let the record show that Two Crunk is just a little bit taller and just a little bit more buff than Dr. Zard.
5: Beautiful. Okay. Sure. Um, in that case, I cling on to both of their legs.
0: <laughs> I got a leg in each job. Is Reese still dead? By the way.
3: Oh,
1: totally. His body is just flopping around the deck as it moves from side to side.
3: <laughs> cool. Nobody wants to revive him.
0: Well, I could, but I'm between two legs right now. I'm kind of <laughs> engaged with the dragon. We'll take care of it. Are we,
2: so, are we af- are we officially out of battle? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have bardic healing wizardry. <laughs> uh, All right, well, so two crunk, you're
1: going to Krunk, you gonna <laughs> crawl over to Reese.
2: I'm going to crawl over to Reese and uh sing um I guess uh, I slay down a fatty rap because that's what I do, right? Um, I'm pretty sure they all have to start with My name is Too Crunk and I'm here to say. Yeah. My name is Too Crunk and I'm here to say that I hope I can heal you in a helpful way. <laughs> do some stuff, get on up, help us out, riddle stuff. <laughs> yeah. B-Boy stance.
1: <laughs> and are you healing him or just saying things? <laughs>
2: Right? <laughs> I, uh, hold on. I, I, I didn't do it. I think it's like 1d4 or something. It's some amount of healing. It's enough to get him off the earth. Come on, cut <laughs> me some All slack. I don't see you guys coming up with fresh rhymes every time you have to do something.
1: <laughs> okay, um, Azaka speaks up and she looks at Juzarg and she says, 525,600 gold? Why? <laughs> I
6: thought
2: <laughs> what's that song? Five
6: hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. <laughs> he just
1: got the yeah. joke. He just got the joke. In it, it's yeah. just connected with his brain. Okay. Um, yeah. So Azaka says five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred gold. Why? That's that's my fortune. That's we have that much in the hull of the ship.
5: Of course, you do. <laughs> <laughs> convenient.
1: How convenient! <laughs> but, but if I return, if I return to Port Nianzaro, I will be the laughing stock of the entire town.
0: You'll be the dead stock of the entire town yeah. if we all drown.
3: Yeah. I mean, we're kind of gonna die, so you should. It's not that bad. I did it. Look how I turned out.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you want to be known as Azaka like Stormfane, or do you want to be known as Azaka like <laughs> Think about it
6: Exactly
5: um,
1: Why don't we get so You three were talking, why don't each of Three of you make a uh, persuasion check That's Zarg and Warwick and Mara Ooh, okay. That's a
0: shame because I'm insanely good at this <laughs> My those. minus one charisma will come In handy here
3: uh, I, I got an eleven Okay Oh, natural 20. Eight. nice. Oh. Oh. All, right.
1: yeah, all right. We take that. That's enough. So Warwick is able to convince her, and Azaka lays her head down, and she says, um, while well, you all are still clutching onto this ship, she says, very, very well. And she calls out to her crewmates and yells at them to go below deck and dump all the chests into the waters um, as Aramek Aramag increases his spinning and the ship spins and spins. And as the last gold piece has dropped, Aramag partially descends back into the sea with another burst of steam that covers your ship and causes you to be sopping wet. You see the enormous jagged shell peak above the waters and circle your ship, causing it once again to move end over end as you spin and struggle to hang on to the nearest secure post you can find. By the time the island descends below the surface, the spinning slows slightly, but you realize you are tumbling directly towards the shore. You're only about 200 feet out. And if nothing is done soon, the ship will crash along the rocks. So everyone gets in action to try to slow this ship down. How far are we from the shore? You're about 200 feet away from the shore. Maybe we should roll initiative just so we can. uh, Yeah, Yeah, let's keep it clean.
3: Keep it
0: clean. Eleven. <laughs>
3: um, I rolled an eleven.
0: I also rolled okay. eleven. Reese got a thirteen.
5: I got a six. Twelve. A six.
3: Okay.
1: Eleven. Eleven.
2: Whose dex is higher?
3: Uh my dex is zero.
2: Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> roll again whose self-esteem is lower vicious mockery. I, I can vicious mockery to, to help you guys out there uh, natural one on my second roll
1: i'm gonna guess mara's gonna go first then
3: i didn't roll
1: so yes <laughs> go ahead roll just in case
3: okay okay uh 12
1: okay you got it okay so 13 wins it so who rolled that reese reese why don't you go first what are you gonna do and at uh, this point, actually, some of the crewmates just leap off. They have no hope and they are leaping off into the sea. And as soon as they hit the water, you see a splash as these sharks just basically devour them.
5: Delay a Wilhelm scream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to
4: make for the wheel. OK, try and get control of the ship. Yeah
1: yeah the wheel is spinning frantically as this ship turns, so why don't you make a strength check to see if you can kind of hang on and redirect the ship 13 okay very nice so you um you managed to barely grab on and you steady the ship slightly but it is still turning uh twelve who rolled 12
2: I did two crunk two crunk so you've got you've gotten the wheel under control, not really but kinda Alright, well, since I'm cock diesel and exactly a little bit more buff than uh Dr. Krang or whatever the hell his name is, I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna help uh I'm gonna help Reese with the with the wheel. Wheel of destiny.
1: Alright, give me another strength.
2: <laughs> Thirteen.
1: Okay. Yeah, with with Reese's help, you two managed to straighten out the ship, although the velocity of the strip ship towards the rocks stays the same. So it is just barreling towards this this, um, the rocks ne- near the beach, Mara.
3: I run for the anchor wherever that big thing with the chain to release it.
1: All right, sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna need a strength roll from you too, then I think.
3: Um, that's going to be a 12.
1: Okay, um, you reach for the anchor and it takes you a while to lift the anchor, or lift the chain up enough for it to lower from the ship. Um, you've lost a little bit of time, uh, but the anchor uh, soars down into the sea, and you see the chain unfurl. Zarg.
0: So we're on a sailboat, right?
1: Yeah, it's like a brigadier. Two little big masks. And, well, and um, it, it, masks.
0: Well, but one of them's destroyed. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much burnt to a crisp
0: So are our sails full right now? Are we being yep. pulled along the by the air? Which is bad. Correct. Um I'm gonna let me see. Can I jump up and grab I'm still Jaguar, by the way. Yep. Uh can I grab <laughs> I never can I believing. like jump up and <laughs> grab the sails and try to just like yank the whole basically rig it down? Not like pull the, Do mask down. the thumbs check.
1: <laughs> Dude, these masts are like 100 but feet But I'm not tall. trying to
0: pull the mast out. I'm just trying to yank the, like, sheet of the sail out of okay. the mast.
1: Yeah, go ahead and give me a strength throw, but it's going to have to be a pretty hefty
0: roll. Good thing I've got advantage. Uh, that's not going to do it. 18.
1: Uh, Okay, so I think you managed to slash your claws along the mast and kind of rip a huge piece to shreds, which does slow the wind through the sails slightly and does slow the ship. All right, last but not least,
5: Warwick. I say, no, that was the backup mast. Uh, (laughs) And uh, uh, Hey, Hey, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm not very strong, but I'm pretty quick. Uh, so, uh, I'm ready for our inevitable collision with the, the cliff. Uh, so what I, what I'd like to do is, uh, go up the mast and, and ready to jump off.
1: Nice. You're <laughs> <laughs> just going to save yourself.
5: <laughs> uh, give me an athletics roll. Sure. Okay. i a We go. Uh, athletics is, all. I'm good at that. He says. Uh, Seventeen. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you,
1: you climb your speed up this mast um nearly to the crow's nest, just getting ready to leap off as it's the soonest patch of land that you can you can find. God um,
5: take me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and as you are just within 50 feet of the beach, um, Mara, you see the chain go taut as the anchor plummets and finally hits some shallow ground and it has slowed the ship just enough to keep the crash from being a complete disaster for everyone involved. But the ship still grinds to a screeching halt as its left side slides loudly across a series of jagged rocks, ripping large sections of wood and metal from its outside hull. It topples right sideways, away from the rocks, and the mass crash along the sandy beaches, cracking in two, as Warwick leaps onto the <laughs> sand. And I need everyone to make a strength save.
3: Ooh, that was a six.
2: 15. Two Crunks got a nine. Okay. Reese? 16 for Reese. Okay. Warwick? I rolled a five.
1: And finally, Dr. Zarg. 15. All right, so Doctor Zarg and Reese um, end up being able to quickly tumble and land on their feet. However, Warwick, Tukrunk, and Mara uh, clumsily, and Azaka actually clumsily fall to the sand, um, taking each uh, five points of damage as you collide with
5: the sand. That's ah, a hard beach. <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So you guys are kind of in a, in a heap on the ground. And you look up and you see the blue sky is beginning to turn a rusty orange and pink as the sun begins to dip below the horizon to the west. You can make out the fires of Port Nianzaro far off into the distance above the canopy of an immensely thick jungle before you. Strange calls of birds and beasts echo through a wall of green as if the whole mass of the jungle seems hungry. You look at each other and back at the jungle and think collectively that your adventure is truly now about to begin. And that's it for the one shot. All right. Wow. Wow. So, I thought there was
2: more. I used no spells besides vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah. So it had to be under two hours. But um but thank you guys for joining us for this one shot. Hopefully, um maybe sometime next we can continue this adventure into the next chapter. So um if everybody wants to just say once again who you are and uh, a little sign off, that'd be great.
0: As a as a <laughs> as a human being or as a character?
1: no as a, as a human being so go ahead and tell me um, who you are and where we can find you uh, if you have social media or anything if people want to kind of continue this you can find us um, as far as a group this uh, Dr. Zarg, Two Crunk and um, Reese play Durf, Carl and Tug on the You Meet in a Tavern podcast you, can, you guys can go go out and check us out if you liked what you hear. heard um, as far as Will and Brittany Will you want to say what you're all about and where people, people can find you
5: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, my name's Will. Uh, you can find me at Encounter RP. Uh, Encounter Roleplay is a uh, uh, daily Twitch stream, six to nine hours a day. Uh, huge channel, videos every day. There's a podcast you can listen, Turn Cloaks, uh, which is at Turn Cloaks Pod on Twitter. It's a dark fantasy weekly uh, podcast. You can take a listen to Bound to Make You Cry, and then there's Wonder Quest as well, uh, which is our all-gal podcast just launching alongside. It's just a pod, Turn Cloaks. Uh, yeah, I had a fucking blast. Make it go so much. This was this was a lot of fun, and uh, I very much, very much enjoyed all of us.
1: Awesome, happy to have you. How about you, Brittany?
3: Um, I am with the Venture Maidens podcast. Um, we have a live stream every other Wednesday. Actually, we have a live stream tonight, <laughs> starting at 7:30 oh, PST. Um, and you can find that on Don't Split the Podcast uh, Twitch TV. Um, and then I'm sometimes on twitter trying to get better it's uh, at visual warlock uh, spelled with a, a z in visual um you can also follow me on instagram it's the same at visual warlock um i'm much more active on instagram um and then for venture maidens it's everything just at venture maidens <laughs>
1: Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, again, if you want to hear more, head on to You Meet in the Tavern. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those good places at YMIA Tavern. And big thank you to Wizards of the Coast for letting us do this part of Podcasts of Annihilation and um, getting us a little insider information on their new their new adventure book, Tomb of Annihilation. Um, thanks,
2: guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank thanks, you. everyone. Bye.